This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, beautiful. Shabbat Tov, everyone. First of all, very, very exciting to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Um, today, we got to basically speak about one topic, and which I love this topic, and you can hear it, and I'm not joking when I tell you this, every single day, 24-7, and it's always important to have. And there's one word, one word, that a tzaddik lives with. One word that a tzaddikit lives with. Which word is that? One word. And that is, I'll, I'll put it this way, I'll say two of the words and you tell me the middle one, alright? Tzaddik blank yichye. Very solid. Tzaddik be'emunato yichye. A tzaddik, let me explain, a tzaddik lives with one thing. In his life, you must, you must have this very, very clear. And that is, Tzaddik Bemonato Yechieh. Let's be very, very clear tonight. And that is, if you look, when a person is having the Maror on Passover, we're about to start Passover, about uh, Pesach in how many hours? A few hours? 72 hours? Huh? 85 hours, you're going to be sitting at the Seder. Huh? Yeah, no. In 80 hours from now, you're going to have the Maror. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you, you lean for the four Kosot, we know that, for the four cups of wine, you lean for the Matzah. My question is, when you're eating the bitter herbs, Maror, do you lean yes or no? The answer is no. No, it's bitter. Who's leaning bitter? You know? When you want to chill out, I love it, this, that, lean to your left, hit that, this, that, great. But when it's bitter, you don't lean to your left. Just eat the maron. Yeah, we, we got uh, suffered in, in, in Egypt, this, the whole nine yards. So to commemorate, we're eating actually the maron, I understand. But I have one problem. You know what the problem is? When it comes to the sandwich, the korech, we have matzah. I know by, by us, the Syrians, they have the charosa. You guys put charosa, right? Also, the, it's, it's made out of uh, dates. And, and then we put the maro, we make a sandwich out of it. Yes. We make that sandwich. Do we lean to the left or no? Don't we lean to the left? We lean to the left. You have maro! How are you leaning? I don't understand. Didn't we just say, when you take the maro? Do you lean to your left? The answer is no. Why? Because it's bitter. The, the thumbs, the thumbs, yeah? Now it's bitter. Now it comes to what? Comes to the korek. Comes to the whole sandwich. You're having the bitter herbs. You're putting it inside. You're making a whole sandwich. And guess what? Lean to your left. Contradiction over there. Do I lean or don't I lean? Don't drive me crazy. What do I do? So there's a big difference. And that is matzah Matzah represents Achila, Achila, the food of Matzah, Achila de Mehemnuta. What does that mean? It's food of Emunah. You hear what's going on? It's a mitzvah aser from the Torah. That night, which is going to be in a few more hours from now, that night we're going to have the Matzah. That time is a mitzvah from the Torah to eat that Matzah. And I'll never forget, I have a friend, his name is David Franco. He was a very, very big chavruta with me for, 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 for a long time. And I'll never forget, we're finishing the holiday. 
Okay, we're finishing the Chag. And it was the last, last meal. Sometimes they call it the Seudat Mashiach. You ever hear of Seudat Mashiach? They say the last meal of Pesach, before Pesach's over, 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 finishing. The last meal, Seudat Mashiach. People make a whole party, they, they eat matzah, 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 they make a whole thing. So I'm eating with him, he's telling me, eat more, eat more. I said, okay, I ate. Eat more, eat more. Not, David, I, I ate. How much you want me to eat? Eat another kazai. I'm eating another, eat another. I can't, I'm full, I can't. So no, you're not understanding now, every time you're eating it, it's, it, it's food of emunah. It's food that when you realize uh, this is this is this is food that builds our munah, you'll have more and more of it. So I said, Oh, now we can answer it. Because even though even though it's bitter, even though the maror is bitter, but when you have it with matzah that represents emunah, the bitter becomes sweet, and therefore I can lean to my left and eat. To my left, I could do heseba. I could do that. You know why? Because now it's not bitter anymore. Because when a person has emunah spices on his life, there's nothing bitter in his life. I had a, a fit about a, a whole group came Monday night. This past Monday night, and what happened was this this past Saturday night, which is last last week, a young young man in high school called me up, franting. I don't know, that rabbi, you got to help me out. There's that. I said, what's the matter? You don't understand, I was driving my father's car, it was a Saturday night, I had my license, I hated this, I had that. Four guys in the car got into a car accident on a Saturday night, last week. Comes, I need to make a class. Okay, when do you want to do it? Monday night. Where? By me? By Shul? No problem. Shul's open for you. He made, he made a whole seudah, 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 praising Hashem that Baruch Hashem, nobody in the car got hurt. Only one kid got stitches on his uh, on his nose, but that's it. So, okay, we went. I see a bunch of 11th graders, a whole group of 11th graders, and I tell them the truth is, I know this what class for, but what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to talk about? Tell me, what do you want me to talk about? He tells me the car got totaled. He showed me pictures. He said, Robert, this is my, my father's car. I was like, what did your father say? You know, he said, Hashem, I'm healthy. I'm, nothing happened to me. He was very, 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 very happy. But my car got totaled. Everybody's banged up. The whole play, the whole school, my whole 11th grade is all banged. I don't know what to do. This, that, what. So I said, what do you want me to talk about? So okay, let's, let's take it to the crowd. The crowd's sitting down. and say, guys, what do you want to talk about? And one guy raises his hand. Says, Rabbi, we're still young. We're getting our licenses. Every one of us, he happens to be got his license first. Tell us, why did the accident happen? And I'm on the spot, you know what I mean? Like right there, you know, okay, any other topic? No, I can't do that now, you know? It was the question, which topic you want to talk about? This is what he asks me. Now I'm sitting there as a rabbi, you got to understand, like, you got to answer up, you know? Especially the, the, the high school kids, they want to hear from the rabbi, you know? They want to, what's up, why did it happen? You know, Let, let's go, let's go. And I'm standing there. I said, I look at them. It's like about 30, 40 kids, young guys. And I look at them and I said, okay, that's the topic tonight. That's the class. She says, yes. I said, no problem. I'll tell you why it happened. They're like, oh, you're going to tell that, dude. You know, I'm like, okay, fine. Hashem, I'm doing my thing like this. Raha Kodesh. I'm going to get the You know, I get Ready? I'll tell you why it happened. That's what I tell them. Tell them a story. One of the most famous stories that we know is about Rabbi Akiva's Rebbe. 
Who was Rabbi Akiva's Rebbe? His name was Rabbi Nahum. Rabnachum. And what was, what was, no, it could also be, a person could have another Rebbe. It's okay. He says, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, what do you say? So he says, yeah. So he says, Rabbi Nahum. One of his Rebbeim were Rabnachum. He had a name given to him. His name was Nahum Ishgamzu. And I'm sure you know the story. But I gotta say it anyway because it's so vital to our lives. It's so important, and I'll tell you why. Very simple. And I'll say it in short. What happened was the rabbi. There was an emperor, and the emperor he was a big, let's say, a king, and he and he was like he didn't know what to do with the Jews. You know, be on their side, not be on their side. What should we do? And all of a sudden, what happens? Nachum comes. They said he's the perfect rabbi to give a gift. To the king, the emperor. So all of a sudden they fill him up. They bring him a whole luggage full of gold, silver, rings, diamonds. Then they fill it up, fill it up. I'm sure the clients are jewelers, no? They know, right? They have some rings that could cost $65 million. I'm not joking. Somebody, somebody showed me a picture of a six What's going on? It's wild. You ever, you ever see like the ring? Wow. It's crazy. See, having millions of dollars in this treasure. Beautiful. They get to the... He's going to the king. As he's going, he needs to stop. He needs to go to a hotel to sleep for, for a day. He's going to the hotel. As he gets to the hotel, all of a sudden, you know, nowadays you go to a hotel, they have like the safe box. You know, you put a safe, you put your thing, and this, that, that. Back then, they didn't have that. Who, who was the guy with the safe? The owner of the hotel. It's like, oh, no, no problem. We have it in the back. I'll put it in the back for you. What do you need a store, sir? Oh, I need this. You know, come, come into the back. And he's seeing, all of a sudden, he's feeling this heavy thing. They open it up. They see gold. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. What do the, what do the hotel owners do? They take out all the gold, all the silver, all the things, all everything like that, and they fill it up with dirt, 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 dirt. After that, now, the rabbi doesn't know any, any of this. He wakes up the next morning. He gets, he gets the treasure from the, from the safe. He gets it. He goes to the emperor. And now, all of a sudden, he opens it. And as he opens it, what does the king see right there? What does he see? All dirt. I want to ask you a question. If you were right now in that position... Imagine right now you're giving to the president of USA, whatever it is, you're giving him a crazy gift, you're presenting him with an amazing gift from the, from the Jewish nation, and you're being honored, and this, that, that. To my, and you make a whole announcement, to my dear uh, president of the USA, I have such a gift for you, here you go, this is for you from the Jewish nation. He opens it up, and he sees pebbles. And then they're showing in the video, this is what they got us. And he's showing the whole uh, Congress, the whole vi- Vice President, the whole situation. This is what the Jews got us. Look, pebbles. This is what they got us. What would you... And he's like, oh my goodness, it's supposed to be diamonds. Yeah. You think he's going to believe you? Oh, it's supposed to be diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do in that situation? What would you do? Cry, say, Tilim. I wonder, what would you do? Really, imagine yourself in that position right now. Imagine you are presenting something to the biggest, whatever, a uh, 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 fish for the goyim, whatever it may be, and you have this present, and you're like, the whole thing goes bust. What would you do at that moment? What would you, what would you do? What would you think? What would you do? What would you say? What would you do? Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm going to tell you what the rabbi did. The rabbi said, imagine saying this. The rabbi looks up, imagine right now, you look up, you say these words, right? Gam... Zu letova. Imagine you say that. What are you kidding me? This is good. There's no way 
in a hundred million years that any of us, I'll speak for myself, that I would go ahead and say, Gam zu this is good. You wouldn't say that. Either you break down in tears, like what's going on? Who did this? Who set it up for me? What's going on? I can't believe it. And you're going crazy. You, you, you'll, be, you'll be talking about it for the rest of your life. You don't know what happened to me 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. You're always talking about this incident. What does he do? The rabbi says three words. Three words. Gam zu letova. You know what that is? You know what those words mean? Guess what happened? You know what the Mephashim explained? Because he said those words, because he believed it in himself, even if you don't believe it, you still say it. Even though you don't know what's going on, guess what happens? Guess what happens? Miracles will happen to you. And guess what happened? A miracle happened to Rav Nachum. They sent from Shamayim Eliyahu Hanavi. They sent from Shamayim Eliyahu Hanavi, dressed up as one of the workers of the king. And he says, my dick, you know, I have the, you have those guys like in the hotel, they have the item, like, you know, my name is, you know, Tach, you have the name, he has the name. He's going in, and Leon, he's walking in with the name. And he's, he's dressed up like one of his, his workers. And he says, my dear king, maybe, just maybe, this dirt, these pebbles, are the same pebbles back, back, back in the day. Avraham Avinu was famous. He was famous worldwide without any internet. The whole world knew Avraham Avinu. The whole world. They knew that he got into a fight once, a war. A war! Avraham had this dirt. He would throw the dirt and out came spears. Imagine bullets. That's what happened with Avraham Avinu. How do you throw? Imagine you take a pebble, the guy's coming out with your spear going, you throw a fucking pebble, it turns into bullets, ah! The guy dies. Like, what happened? What happened? He threw dirt. And then he did. He, he took dirt, he chucked dirt, he went like this, ah! It turned into spear. The guy's running, boom. Who, who wants to mess with me? Imagine you have five eye gays coming to you, right? Oh, I love that car, go get it. And he takes some, uh, some dirt off the floor, you chuck him out. Ah! You know, he turns into maize. Oh, I can't see nothing. What happened? They have him. Abraham Avinu was a miracle. Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu, what happened was, he took this dirt, he finished this dirt, he threw it, and guess what? It turned into spears, it turned into bullets, it turned into everything. Now, the king says, okay, let me take this dirt. Let's try it. Maybe you're right. They go to the town over. This town, they were in war constantly. They couldn't beat them. They couldn't beat them. They go ahead, they chuck the dirt that Nachumish comes through, and he starts chucking it, chucking it, chucking it, chucking it. Guess what happens? It turns into spears, and they win the country right next to them. They couldn't win for years. The king says, Oh my goodness, the Jewish people, they're so awesome. What am I going to do? I'm going to give them packages of gold and gold and gold and tell them that I love them, tell them they're the best, they're the greatest. One second he was about to kill all of them. It says that he was going to have to kill them because he thought he was insulted by giving them dirt. And then at the same other time, the same second, what happens? They're blessed with all wealth in a split second. Why? Because he said one word, two or three words. Gam, zu, letovah. 
Imagine right now, I tell you that. Imagine something happened. Oh my goodness, what happened? You come, oh, I can't believe it. This, that, that. Something, the, well, I can't believe this happened. I really can't believe this happened. Imagine you say, Gam Zulatova. That's like so hard to do. But if you do it, just know one thing. Just know one thing. You can, you can take this as a man. Guaranteed you're going to get Ganadin for it. Because you, you, you're putting, you're, you're doing an exercise and you're saying everything Hashem does is good. Gamzut GZL, Gizel, Gamzuletova. Yeah, that's what it is. And you do that, wow. I'll never forget, my daughter's seven, eight years old at the time. Her name's Esther. What happens is, comes down and uh, she says, Daddy, Daddy, I can't find my shoe. I'm like, we're leaving, we're leaving. Can't, Daddy, I can't find my shoe. So I try to train myself, of course, my kids. All, all, you, you see, when you're training yourself with this, you live a whole different life. You know, it, it, it's funny because all of a sudden you walk outside. Oh, yeah, what happened to my car? My car got dented, this, that, that. I can't believe it. Now I got to go to the shop. Oh, my goodness. Imagine you go out of the car. doesn't bother you. You say, to the guy think you're nuts. Your friends are thinking, are you crazy? You just got sky sideswiped. The whole car is uh, dented. And he's like, Hashem, everything is good. They'll think you're nuts. What are you smoking? I'm telling you, what's going on? They'll think you're crazy. But really, this is what it is. Our life is, everything is good. Because what? When you know and believe that your Father in Heaven, Hashem, loves you, more than you love yourself. I love myself. I love myself. And I'm sure you also love yourself. You know? You love yourself. You, get the, you buy the best of the best. You eat the best of the best. You do everything great. You want top, top five star with everything. Alright? You do. Everybody wants the best of the best. Guess what? Hashem wants it for you more than you want it for yourself. But He knows what's exactly best for you. So if it's not the best for you, He's not giving it to you. But what do you mean? You don't understand. Imagine right now, I tell you, there's a very wealthy dad. Rich, rich father. guy's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And his older son, he gets his license. He wants a Ferrari, Lamborghini. Give me that. Give me that crazy Ferrari. Give it to me. No, I'm sorry. He gets a Jeep. Now, dad, you have a hundred million in the bank. You can't give me a Ferrari. It won't even make a dent in your pocket. It's like a dollar. Come on. Son, Jeep. Is a G. No, it is. Then, then, you have the second son. He has a second son. Now, two years later, he gets his license. And, uh, that, that, Ferrari, Ferrari. Okay, no problem. Here's a Ferrari. So now what happens? The first son goes to the second son. Dad, you don't love me. What's wrong with you? I can't believe you. You're a sketch. I thought you loved me. You always tell me I'm the Bechor. I'm the Bechor. My son, my, my, my oldest right here. He's my, he's my big boy. Dad, I'm not no big boy, Dad. What's that? What is that? You like him better than me. What does his father say? Son, I know you. You itself, you yourself, you know, some people have like, they're antsy, you know, they have ADD, ADHD, they just can't sit for 30 seconds, you know what I'm saying, boom, boom, we have this guy, I have one guy in my, like, I'm telling you, every 30, boom, boom, like, sit down, no, no, I need this, right? you want a coffee, right? I don't want anything, just sit down, like, I can't sit, 30 seconds, like, I can't sit, everything, something else, I got you a new toilet, I saw your toilet, that's something, okay, sit down, no, people, people, they're, they're wild, they're wild, some people wild, 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 so he says, son, I know you're a wild 
guy. I know you. I know when you get behind the wheel, you're going on a side street, seventy miles per hour. You want to show your friends zero to zero to zero to three, and then zero to six, and then sixty miles. Whatever you're saying, right? Wow, look, you're gonna go like crazy. I don't want to get an accident. The other brother is simple. He's calm. He knows if he's going to get a Ferrari, he's not going to go too fast. He's one of those geeks with a whole crazy Ferrari. This guy goes exactly the speed limit, not one over. And he goes over, oh, it's 26 instead of 25. Oh, i got to go slower. So I know he's not going to get into this. I know he's not going to do this. So now you tell me, is the father smart or the father's uh, uh, is he a genius or not just a genius? He's a genius. He knows exactly what he's doing. So Hashem says, I know what's best for you. And if I know what's best for you, and this is best for you, I'll give it to you. If it's not, I'm not giving it to you. I don't care, you can stand for me tomorrow. It's not the best, I'm not going to give it to you. Of course you can pray for it, of course you can want it, no problem. But at the end of the day, if something doesn't go your way, you have to know 100% this is the best thing that could ever happen to me in my life. I'll never forget, we're in yeshiva, and this is a true story that happened, okay? True story that happened with one of the rabbis in the yeshiva. And he gets up there, the rabbi's about 75 years old, and he's saying this story. Okay, and I'm sitting there. I'm like listening to Rabbi's 75 year story. He's going back in Shaduchim when he was like 20. You know, it's like wow, this is gonna be interesting. What's up? What happened when you were 20? Shaduchim, I was at the top on the market. Then I held on yards. You know, it's like wow, 77 from 75. Think about it. What's going on about 55 years ago? 55 years ago. And he's telling me the story. Tell me all the boys' story. Looking, we're waiting with this, with that. Great. And anyway, what happens? He tells us there was one girl that he wanted so. You don't understand, this girl, he got a date with her, he went on one day, two days, three days, he was in, he was totally in, shiduch and this and that. And I'll never forget, he tells us, that she, she broke his heart, she said no. <gasps> like, his heart fell on the floor, like, what do you mean no, this is the girl of my dreams, I need this girl, no way, I can't, I can't, I can't. He tells us, a few years later, you know how sometimes the guys are going in the coffee room, they're making their coffee for, you know, in the shul, there's that. And he's told, one guy's talking to another guy, you don't understand, my wife's driving me crazy, I can't believe it, I can't deal with it no more, I don't understand, she's driving me nuts. So he's like, what's going on? Like he's just like asking. And then he says, oh my goodness, he's looking back, this guy is the guy who married the girl that I wanted to marry. And then he's thinking, he's like, you know, whatever he was hearing, He's like, Baruch Hashem! Hashem didn't set me up with her. So you think, this is the guy that I want. This is the girl that I want. And I need this girl. Oh, I need this guy. I need to, ma- I need to get married. That, that's my Shaduch. And you're trying and you're calling and you finally get the date. Three dates, four dates, five dates. And everybody's saying, oh, she's the best. He's the best, the best, the best. And the person dumps you. How could that be? How could that be? I don't understand. And then you're going crazy. You can't sleep for three weeks. Why say no? Why'd she say no? What's going on? And then you look back after you get married and you realize, oh my goodness, Baruch Hashem, that didn't work through. I don't know what would my life be. But what? God knows exactly what's for you. God knows exactly what's for you. I remember when I was in Shidduchim. I'll never forget when I was in Shidduchim. I'll never forget. There's a person. Oh, Shidduch, that one. Oh, perfect. For sure. Go, this, that, that, that. Something happened. I'll never forget. It didn't work. It didn't even go out. I was like, wait, what happened? It didn't go. And Baruch Hashem, I was like, wow. You think to yourself, you play back. Let me tell you something. When we have the matzahs, there's three matzahs, right? Top, middle, bottom. Top, middle, bottom, yeah? The, one of the 13 principles of faith, the first one, the Rambam says, 
הוא עושה, הוא עשה, עושה ויעשה את כל המעשים. What does that mean? God did, God does, and God will do everything. Was, is, always. Top, bottom, bottom, another bottom. Top, middle, bottom. We'll do it like that. Top, middle, bottom. Think about it. The top is Asa. He always does. The middle, he does. He's doing in the present. Yaase is in the future. A lot of times, people, they see the past, okay, it was the best thing. The future, who knows what's going to be. But where, when they're in the present, when they're in the actual scene, what's going on in the present, which is the middle matzah, they're thinking, this is dark, I can't see. How is this good? How could this be good? How could this be good? It's impossible. You know what we do? We crack the middle matzah. Because we say, your brain is too small to understand why it's good. Crack it. Don't try to understand it. You will never understand it. And things will happen to you in your life, and it'll happen in the present moment. Like, why is this happening? And guess what? That moment, remember this lesson. Crack the middle matzah. Crack that trying to understand, because guess what? You can't understand everything of God's ways. He's not your brain. You think you're God's brain? You think you can understand everything God's doing? You gotta, be, you gotta be nuts if you think that. But one thing that you could understand is what? Everything is good. One of the famous songs, what is the most famous song that we sing every single day? Who knows? Every single day we pray and we say, we pray, we do it in our prayers. Az Yashim Moshe. We sing a song. Az Yashim Moshe, Yisrael. Yeah. In that, there's a statement, a pasuk. Pasuk says, Amar Oyev, Erdof Asig. Everybody knows that statement. What does that mean? In the middle of a song, we're saying, I see my enemy. The enemy said, I'll run after them. It's when the, 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 the Egyptians were running after the Jews. So we're singing in the song, Wow, look at this, Amar Oyev, the, the enemy says, wow, let me go chase them. That's the song that I'm singing? How is that a song of me singing it? I understand, sing everything else. That I understand. It's saying, who is like you, God? Nobody's like you, God. That I understand. But to sing a song that, oh, look, my enemy is chasing me? What does that have to do with the song? Why would I sing that? Imagine you sing a whole song, happy birthday to you, and the guy's coming to shoot you. What does it have to do with anything? What does it have to do with anything? That's the thing. Oh, Amaro Yever Dofazik. That's the Pasuk says. The enemy is chasing me. That's my song I'm singing to God. God, the enemy is chasing me. What does it have to do with anything with a song? I'll tell you. Very simple. The Drashot Haran says, there's two questions that were bothering the Jewish people the whole time. You know what the two questions were? Two questions. First was, first was, I don't understand. What don't you understand? I don't understand that we're telling Paro, this is what the Torah says, we'll be back in three days. We're not coming back in three days. We're not coming back forever. We're telling Paro, we'll be back in three days. Sketch. Second question is, we go ahead, and we asked Paro and his whole entourage, all the Egyptians, oh, by the way, uh, 
Can we borrow your gold, your silver, your this, your that? Sketch, we're not borrowing them. We're keeping them. How can we do that? How can we do it? You hear what's going on? Think about it. Imagine you were, at, you were there, you're seeing there, you're doing this, you're doing everything. And then, guess what? What's, what's going on? You're telling them, oh, by the way, can I borrow that please? What, do you have a nice Rolex gold with the diamonds? Hadid. Listen, let me borrow it, I'll give it back to you. That's exactly what happened in Egypt. Each, I don't know if they had Rolex back then. But, but each, each, each thing, that's what they're doing. Can I borrow it? Can I borrow it? Can I borrow it? This is what Hashem tells Moshe to tell the people to do before they leave. And guess what? If they didn't do it, you're not getting out. Can I borrow? Can I borrow? Can I borrow? Can I borrow? What's going on over here? And everybody's borrowing, borrowing, okay, no problem. We know we're not giving it back. So they're thinking in their minds, how could this be? What is going on? Until they came to Kiryat Yamsuf. Until they came to the sea. When they get to the sea over here, they're saying, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We're about to get murdered. We're about to get slaughtered. These guys are going to come kill us. They, they don't have mercy. And we're trapped. There's nowhere to run. The only place where we can go is in the water. That's the only place. We can only jump in the water. Guess what happens? When we jump in the water, it splits. As it splits, right behind us, we see, right in front of us, we see all land. It was such an awesome occurrence. Everybody's flipping out. Wow. We see all land. Oh my goodness. We're walking on land instead of thing. We see behind us these Egyptians coming with spears on horses ready to take a spear right behind me and literally stab it. Boom. What happens that second? He's about to stab. He goes like this. Right? He's about to stab the guy. What happens? Hashem takes the water that's right by the Egyptian, takes both seas, boom, puts it together, and the guy who's about to stay, get stabbed is literally like this. He's looking, his eyes right there, boom, he sees the guy drowning. Hashem, you're awesome. Finally, they understood what's going on. The whole reason why God is saying to what? To make us do a Swiss rule, we're going to come back. And the whole reason why God tells us, you know what? Borrow it from the people. Borrow it from the Egyptians. You know why? The whole purpose was for them to come chase us. Because what did the Egyptians see? You guys are sketching us. You guys, you guys pulled the whole Ponzi scheme. You say you're, you're, you're borrowing, and then I see you just traveling and you don't come back. Get out of here. You're not coming back. You took our stuff. We're running after you. And because of that, we saw a miracle that they all drowned. So they say, now we understand why God told us to borrow everything so they could come chase us and they could get drowned. Make sense now? But you only understand that after the whole situation where you see, oh, I borrowed it. Great, I borrowed it. Now they get very, very ticked off. Who do these guys think they are? They, 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 they pulled the whole scheme on us, so they run after you. So when they run after you, they drown. Like, wow, Hashem, you're awesome. You're so good. So it has to be part of the song. The, the guy who wanted to murder us 
is running after us, but I see an open miracle in my face saying, you know what, now I understand why God wanted me to borrow it and not keep it so I could see this enemy of mine literally with a spear right about to stab me, and I look behind me like, Hashem, what's going to be? And boom. You know what it says? Yeshuat Hashem keheref ayin. You know what that means, Yeshua Hashem Gedev Ayin? The, the Savior of God is like a blink of an eye. Imagine, blink, blink your eye right now, just blink your eye, blink your eye, go like this. You could be saved from anything with a blink of an eye. A guy, heaven forbid, he's going through a financial struggle, whatever it is. In one second, he could blink his eye, just a blink. It's not a joke. Blink his eye, all of a sudden, everything turns into, everything great. A guy's in the middle of Shaduchim, or a lady's in the middle of Shaduchim. She doesn't know what's going to be this, that, 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 that. A blink of an eye. Just go like this. One second. You get a phone call. Oh, by the way, I have a shidduch for you. Gets married. Wow. Person's not having kids. A blink of an eye. Wow. I'll never forget. I'm going to tell you a story right now. You won't even believe me, but this happened with me in my house, 7 p.m. about four years ago. Listen to the story. You ever hear of Bonet Olam? You ever hear Bonet Olam? Bonet Olam is like a, like a, 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 for the infertility. If the person, heaven forbid, is having problems having kids, they call them, they try to set them up. This is what happens. I get a call on Friday. Someone so praised by you, his name is? I said, yes. He's like, we cannot take anybody under our wing unless... Unless, unless, they, they keep to halakha exactly as we tell them. I mean, we have laws. These are the halakhot that we need them to keep. As a rabbi, do you vouch 100% if he's going to be part of our program, that he's going to keep to the halakha every single halakha that we're going to say, yes or no? On the spot, I say yes. He keeps every halacha. No problem. Comes to me, tells me, Rabbi, I heard Bonet Olam called you, this, that. He says, can I ask you for a big favor? I said, sure. I have the meeting Tuesday, whatever, things like that. Could we meet on Monday night, my wife and I, with you? Speak to us a little bit. You know, it's very hard. It's... I say, sure, no problem. Sure, no problem. They come. Minash That night, I, I can't, I can tell you, it was crazy because I invited to my house and they have kids in the house. They're running around, this, that, that. Happens to be, I don't know what happened. They had like a, like a, like a cousin's party. They all left the house. I was all, I was, I was zoned in. The couple comes. They're sitting. I'm sitting with them. Okay. Rabbi, what do you do? Three years, nothing. Help us. I say, to be honest, this is what I think. You can take it or leave it. I say, yeah, what? I said, I think that the reason being is there's a special child, like a special neshama, special kid that Hashem wants to give you. But I, I know, I knew this, the family, I know that you're, you're, this is what I told her, through, through her husband, and your dress is totally not smooth. And I think, this is what I told her, I saw from the bottom of my heart, so from the bottom, I really believe 
that God wants to give you something so special, but since you're holding it for nine months in your stomach, your body needs to beat sniut in order for that special soul to come in for you to hold it. That's what I told him. She's looking at me. Rabbi, what do you think? I was like, I'm thinking, as I told her, two weeks, solid. Two weeks, beats the ut, try as hard as you can. I, I think that'll work. And she looks at me and she's thinking about it. And she says, uh, I'll do it in another two weeks from now. I was like, wait, well, I can't stop from now. She says, Rabbi, I'm going on a cruise tomorrow, my husband and I, and uh, I got all my uh, things. And, uh, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's perfect. This is the time right now. You don't understand. Does it also have to be a bathing suit? I was like, everything. I have a bit. It's like, my wife, go to you tomorrow before you go on the thing. Get all new bathing suits. Get everything you need. The whole they have like bathing suits, like this whole dress, like Akmadesta, something like that. Everything you need. My wife will go get it. You ready? Let's do it. You need his mic. I don't remember. Take a credit card. Whatever you have to do, buy whatever you have to want. Two weeks. She looks at me. She's thinking about it. She's thinking about it. She's thinking about it. And then she tells me, "What about my husband? What does he have to do?" You know, that's exactly exactly what she said. She's like, "What does my husband have to do? I have to do that. What does my husband have to do?" So I told him what he has to do. That's not the point right now. I told him what he has to do. But she had told him, this is what it is. You have to stop from now. That's what happens. She goes. The next day, she said what she had to do. She comes back from the cruise. A week later, two weeks later, she goes to the doctor. Two weeks later, three weeks later, whatever it was, exactly a few weeks later. She tells the doctor See if I'm pregnant. He says, no, I'm not. He says, why not? He says, because I did a test for you and a few weeks ago you weren't pregnant. It's, you're not going to be pregnant right now. I'm sorry, I'm not doing a test for you. Doctor, doing the blood test. He does the blood test. And she tells me, this is what she told me. She said, my doctor said I was pregnant. You hear what's going on over here? She got a boy. The boy is the thing, or she got pregnant with huh. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a crazy thing. It's a wild thing. What's the point? The point is, Yeshua Tashem, Kerev Ayin. You blink your eye, boom. All your problems go away. It could. It could. But there's one thing that you have to know. It's not the problems going away and the problems staying or something like that. That's not the point. The point is, everything is good. So there is no problem. There's zero problem. It might look not good, but that's not the point. The point is you have to trust God so much that this is it. The Gemara speaks about in the times of Yoel ben Putiel. You ever hear of that? Yoel ben Putiel? You know Yoel ben Putiel? Right? You know the story about Yoel ben Putiel? What happened over there? Yoel ben Putiel. I'll tell you what happened. There was a big famine. You know, big, big famine. There was no food. The, the, the people, the Jewish people, it wasn't raining. It didn't rain, didn't rain, didn't rain. They're going crazy. What do we do? They were eating seeds. Seeds. You know, visit, you know, you have the pumpkin seed, you're eating the pumpkin seed, the watermelon seeds. You know, but that was their food. It wasn't for their, their owning Shabbat, okay? <laughs> it was their food. The seeds were their food. They didn't know what to do. They're there. They have the seeds. 
They have the seeds. And the Navi tells them, take the seeds, and it started to rain. Go plant it. They tell the Navi, Habibi, this is the last seeds that we have. If we plant it, we're not going to have food. If we don't have food, we can't live. There's no way we could plant it. What does Navi says? Trust in God. They go ahead. They start opening up to dig, to put the seeds inside the plant. And guess what happens? They find food after they dug. And what's the reason? Because they had emunah, faith in God, that if this is what God wants us to do, I don't care, I'll do it. And I'm going to do it. And guess what? God will save me. How? I don't know and I don't care. Because this is what I'm doing. I'm doing what God wants me to do. Finished. You do your part, Hashem does yours. You have to just start. You just have to start just a little bit. What's the difference between the letters, between Matzah and Hametz? Anybody know? Hametz, how do you spell Hametz? Het, Mem, Tzadik. How do you spell Matzah? Mem, Tzadik, Hey. What is the only letter difference between Hametz and Matzah? What's the only letter that's different between Hametz and Matzah? Who knows? Very simple. Which one? The Hey and the Het. What's the difference between a hay and a chet? There's no difference except what? One little... That's the, little, the most smallest thing. What does our rabbis teach us? Before Pesach, even now, Pesach is coming. Take upon yourself something little bit. I know we talk about this Rosh Hashanah. But Pesach is we're born in a whole new nation. Take upon yourself just one little thing. Before Pesach starts. And what I think that we should, we should do as a group is one thing. Anything that's inconvenient, that something happens, you say, Gamzul Tova. Everything about is do good. That's what you should do. That's what I think. Gimel Zayin Lam. Gamzul Tova. You say it. Even though you don't understand and you know what's going on, you all of a sudden you get a parking ticket. That doesn't make sense. I got a parking ticket. I'm going to class. I got a parking ticket. How could it be? Gamzul Tova. You go crazy with it. And guess what? You do that, you'll see things Bezad Hashem automatically, just, you feel good. You feel good. Guess what? Take two people on a, you know the escalator? You know what I'm talking about the escalator? Two people are standing by the escalator. One guy takes one step. And when he takes that one step, he goes all the way to the top. The other guy didn't take that one step. He still stays in the bottom. Take that one step and say, you know what, Hashem? I'm going to improve in my emunah. I'm going to improve in by doing it, no matter what happens, I don't care the situation, I'm going to say those words, Gamzul Tovah. Do it from now till the end of Pesach. From now till the end of Pesach. From now till the end of Pesach. About 10 days. Everything it does? Great. You'll see, wow. How, you're getting elevated in, in emunah. There was one time, Rab Dessler, he told the student, he says, Ah, what's this? Gamzul Tovah, it's three words. What's, what's three words going to do for me? He says, you know, what, you know what the smallest little thing can do for you? He tells him, look, there was one time a guy, they were in, uh, they was in Manhattan. They were seeing these buildings. Wow, I can't believe it. The thousand floors, hundred floors. Can't believe it. So he's looking, he does, he's come from a town that there's no, there's, no, there's no buildings more than two flights. So he says, how, how did the people get up there? And he starts explaining, guy, there's something called an elevator. You go in, it takes you to the top. He goes in the elevator, and he's waiting, waiting, waiting. 
And now it gets all dark in the thing, all gets this, that, all dark, all dark. He presses every button, finally presses the emergency button. Cops come, firemen come, they open up the whole thing. What happened? He says, I don't know, I was stuck in the elevator. Why are you stuck? He says, I don't know, I was just stuck. So the guy says, what happened? He says, you told me to go in the elevator, it takes me to the top. I went to the elevator, I didn't go to the top. He says, you fool, you have to press the button where you want to go, it goes to the top. Same thing. Emunah, same thing. You want emunah, you got to work on it. Doesn't just come like this, chill out, this, that, emunah, emunah, emunah. Do everybody spoke about emunah? Okay, great, I have emunah. I walk out, I have emunah. It doesn't work like that. You're not going to walk out of this room having emunah just because you're, you, you heard a 45 minute uh, uh, derush on emunah. It's not going to happen. It might get a little bit more. The way it's going to happen is when you work on it. When you go out there and when things don't go your way and I don't know why that happened and you're on the phone and I did this and it didn't happen, this, that, that. And you say, Gamzudu, everything is good. When you do that, wow, you're working on it. Guess what? You build the muscle of Imunah. This holiday is hag. For the next 10 days, let's try to work on that Imunah uh, by saying, no matter what happens in our life, no matter what does, you'll see. Hashem. Little by little, we'll work on it, work on it, work on it. We live a whole different life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.